Is the market beginning to slow down? Is buying real estate in 2019 going to be much harder than it was before? What does that mean for us as veterans? Find out here. Hey, Freedom Fighters, welcome to the Active Duty Passive Income Podcast, the only place where military members, veterans, and their families learn how to build wealth through real estate investing. I'm your host, Mike Foster, and I'm here to show you how to stop wasting your benefits. Now get off your ass, step up to the firing line, and make ready for today's lesson. Shooter, stand by. Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome to the Active Duty Passive Income Podcast. Thanks again so much for joining us. It has been a wonderful year. It has been such an incredible year. Uh, Just looking back at 2018 and seeing all the growth that we've had. However, in the real estate market, it has been a little shaky of a finish. I got to say, just looking out at the market trends, it seems like uh, the recession has already started to hit in some states, um, while in others, Real estate continues to boom, you know, so it's uh, it's a little hard to say what's going on next. Um, looking out at some of the projections that I've seen, I've seen some, you know, some stuff with the Fed and how it's continuing to rise. I'm seeing some generational shifts, and I'll get into some of those specifics here uh, in a minute. And I'll also get into later on about how our VA loan is going to increase as well. Um, which is going to bode interesting uh, to the market conditions, given how uh, things are looking like it's going to slow down. So it's going to be very, very, very crucial that we as veterans, we buy right, okay? I can't stress that enough. You got to buy right um, coming up because if the market does collapse, you may be left in a very bad situation, okay? So we encourage all of you to educate yourselves before you go and you buy a house, and we implore that you you know, take our program and learn all the intricacies that go into fi- figuring out what market value is, right? And you, of course, you can listen back to through all these podcasts, and we talk about it quite enough, but buying smart is going to help you in the long run, okay? So keep that in mind. All right, so let's get into some of the stuff that I've been reading and seeing from our our for 2019. All right, so according to sources like Forbes, uh, mortgage rates will continue to rise. We've already seen them rise a bit here in the last couple of years. Um, Right now, they're hovering at around 5%, and they're expected to increase to about 5.8% within the next year, Okay, the Fed has announced that they do continue uh, that they do intend to continue to rise Fed rates. And and what that means is that, you know, we've had a period of growth and now right, the the Fed is rising to meet that demand. Um, And what's going to happen here is that you're going to see these mortgage rates increase, which means that your mortgage payments are going to be more expensive. And because of that, it's going to eventually price certain people out of that market. I mean, let's face it, right? Jobs are not going to increase income to match what's uh, what's going on in the housing market. So as housing begins to become 
uh, less affordable, you're going to see less people buy, right? That's just how, how it'll work. And so because of that, you'll start to see the market slow down. Um, so in 20, in 2008, uh, we'll say historically, right? The Fed, the rates right now are not as high as they were prior to 2008. Prior to 2008, you know, we were seeing rates in double digits, you know, for some cases and, you know, they began to slow down a little bit, but in 2008, right, with that huge, uh, market collapse, the Fed rate started racing down just to try and respond to that crisis, and for over the past decade, we've seen uh, mortgage rates historically lower than we've ever seen them in history, right? But but now we're starting to see them come back up, and it's not looking like they will, you know, come back down for the foreseeable future. So keep that in mind. I mean, if you're looking to buy a house in 2019, it's going to be a little bit more expensive. Okay. Um, now let's talk about some of the generational shifts, right? So. We're going to start seeing millennials now starting to buy more and more. As the millennials are are reaching the their 30s, right, which is about that prime time that, you know, folks start looking to settle down and and move into one place, we're going to start seeing millennials buying a lot more homes, okay? Now even though the uh, the mortgage rates are increasing, you know, people are getting to that age where they're looking to start settling down. So these are important things to keep into account. Millennials will account for about 45% of the market, right? And that's pretty significant, all right? That's definitely something to consider. Um, and also, if you're looking at some of the older generations, right, the baby boomers, <clears throat> baby boomers are making up about 17% of the market, and Gen Xers are about 37%. So, so between the Millennials and the Gen Xers, that's, that's a pretty heavy uh, shift in the market. Right? You've got the Gen Xers that are now approaching um, you know, their 50s to 60s range, right? Um, and some of them are maybe start moving towards retirement now. They start thinking long term. Some of them might, might start looking to sell their assets and probably looking to sell them to, right, of course, these uh, these millennials. Okay. So keep that in mind. Um, if you're having, you know, we're not going to see the competition as much anymore because again, we're talking about the fed rate increasing mortgage becoming higher, right? Millennials looking to buy, uh, and the competition between investors, right? They're looking for the best deal. So if, the prices are going to continue to stay high because the demand for housing is high, but the cost of that housing is going to, you know, price point your lower uh, middle grade investors, right? It's going to, it's going to, you know, drive them out of the market. Now the market's going to be left really for those really savvy buyers, right? The ones who are educated, the ones who are creative and the ones that have deep pockets. That's essentially what we're looking at here. So, what does this mean for us? For us, it means you need to get educated on what you are going to buy moving forward, okay? Uh, in a bit, I'm going to talk, talk about the VA loan and how those rates are increasing as well. But the increase in rates does not mean that it's, you know, happy-go-lucky time for all of us and we can just go out there and buy whatever we want with 0% down. No, that means we need to buy smart because again, the market's starting to slow down, 
right? And if you talk to any experienced investor, they will tell you that we are heading for a downturn, okay? If we're at the peak right now and it's starting to slow down, I mean, you know how market. I hope you know how markets work. If you don't know how markets work, you really need to educate yourself on how they do because what goes up must come down. And if this is starting to slow, that means that you do not want to get hit with, you know, buying a house at its absolute highest price point and then watching it drop for the next decade or so. Okay, keep that in mind. All right, so um, yeah, so let's talk about. The VA loan increase. Okay, so for us, we're going to start seeing increases every single year. They usually increase it a little bit. This year, they've increased it by about six point eight percent, which is very interesting. Okay, <laughs> so for one units, and this, I'm just going to talk about the general loan limits. Okay, general loan limits for the U.S. and then for um, Alaska and Hawaii because they're typically special. Okay, so in the the contiguous U.S., right, the, the continental states, you've got uh, a raise from 4,000, I'm sorry, sorry, 453,000 um, to 484,000, okay? So in 2019, you're going to start seeing 484,000 for your limits and one in single family units. In duplexes, you're going to see a raise um, to 620,000. Okay, and that's from five hundred and eighty thousand, which is it's just nice, nice little shift. All right, and three in uh, triplexes, right? Three units, you're going to see a raise from seven hundred and one thousand to seven hundred and forty nine thousand. That's really nice. Uh, and then in four units, right? In quadruplexes, you're going to see a raise from eight hundred and seventy one thousand to about nine hundred and thirty one thousand. Okay. And, uh, and if, if you're in a spot where you can't take any notes now, don't worry about it. Make sure you check out the show notes. I will have a link there uh, to a link that I pulled off of the VA loan, um, or sorry, the VA website, uh, which shows all of the increased limits per uh, county and per state. Okay, so definitely want to check that out. Um, all right, now let's talk about Alaska and Hawaii for all of our uh, military that's you know stationed out there, especially in Hawaii. Um, so we've got a raise in the single family units, right? A raise from 679,000 to 726,000. All right, that's a that's a big shift there. Um for the duplexes, right? The two units, you've got 870,000 now shifting to 930,000. Okay, that's just shy of a million. That's really good. Uh for the triplexes and the three units, you've got a shift from 1.05 million to now 1.12 million. And then in the quadruplexes, right, the four units, you've got a shift from 1.3 million to 1.39 million, okay? Um, So you're going to see some really, really big shifts there and even bigger shifts for all those uh, super expensive areas. We all know them. I know like Fairfax, Virginia is one of them. Um, You've got like I think it's Lanikai in in Hawaii is one of them, right? There are those outliers um, that have a, a larger limit, 
Okay. And those are the ones that you're going to have to uh, just make sure that you check out the link that I have in the show notes page. If you're in one of those areas and it applies to you, then make sure you go check it out. It doesn't apply to most of us. So uh, I'm not going to get into that. But I have seen in the quadruplexes it you know, up to like two point something million or or so. So it's it's pretty crazy. (laughs) So uh, so if you do live in those areas, you you got access to a lot of funds. But keep in mind, all right, keep in mind, guys, this means that you need to buy smart. Okay, I've heard too many stories. And you've also heard from a lot of the guests that we've brought on uh, on the show here, you know, how they bought right at the height of the market. And then they ended up having to either hold their property, you know, for a decade and now are just making, you know, their money back on their homes. Um, or they you know, were forced to sell and they lost a bunch of money. Okay. You know, these, these stories happen out there and it's very important and very crucial for us to know, you know, what's happening, know how to buy smart, know how to find good deals um, that are out there. Okay, and I'm going to talk a little bit about where you can find good deals too. All right, so um, let's talk about some of the best ones that you can find. Foreclosures, okay, those are always great. If you can find a foreclosure and, and that's selling for you know a discount under market value, that's a great buy. And that's definitely something that you should um, hop into if you can find. Maybe have your realtor um, you know, go out and look for them. You can always ask, hey, uh, hey, sir, hey, ma'am, what foreclosures are in the area? What can we take a look at? I want to find uh, homes that are under market value um, or even potential foreclosures, right? If you're not looking to buy a home just yet, then that's something that you might want to look at. You know, have your realtor go find you some potential foreclosures. Or, you know, if, if you're not working with a realtor and you don't want to, that's fine. Go take a look on Zillow. Go take a look on um, or on any of these uh, any of the websites that you can find, or even Craigslist sometimes, you know, you never know, you might find something there. Um, and just take a look at some of those potential foreclosures, drive up to the properties and do a little research. Okay, another good one are wholesale deals. Okay, for those really savvy buyers, right out there, go to your local RIA, okay, your real estate investing uh, association, and just find uh, some wholesalers that attend those meetings that are always finding deals under market value that are looking to sell them to other investors, you can take that wholesale deal and just buy it with your VA loan. You know, a lot of people don't think about that, but that's another good way to find a good property under market value, all right? So definitely take advantage of that if you can. Um, I highly recommend you do, all right? Do not buy over or even at market value at this point because we already know we're in an inflated market. So buying something at market value is not going to benefit you in the long run at all, okay? Um, all right, so let's also talk about for sale by owner, okay? For sale by owner deals can be good and they can also be bad, all right? So keep this in mind. Um, it really depends on the owner that you're dealing with for this deal. If you're dealing with an investor, that investor is not going to sell you that property under market value. They're almost not. I mean, maybe you'll find someone who is nice or, or whatever, but but you know, keep in mind, investors are not going to give you the best deal. All right. So 
You may want to find someone who's had the house for a really long time, who's motivated to sell, who's just looking to get rid of it, you know, whether it's a divorce, whether it's, you know, uh, medical expenses that they're just trying to cover, whether it's, you know, whatever, right? Or they're just done with the house. You know, I actually did meet a guy um, who is completely done with his house and he's just trying to get rid of it, or he was trying to get rid of it. He, he already uh, found an investor that was, was looking, but... Uh, man, I'm telling you, that was that was an interesting conversation. He was just absolutely tired of living in his house. He he said there were too many memories, too many painful memories, and uh, yeah, I don't know. To me, I thought it was really weird, but whatever. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you find people out there that are just motivated to sell for like any random reason. So you know, keep that in mind, guys. Um, so for sale by owner can be great. Can also be great because that's where you can make some creative deals happen too, okay? Seller financing is another amazing tool that I absolutely love to stress. I've done it before. I love it. It's amazing. And for the foreseeable future, with these increased um, increased mortgage rates and these high prices, I really think that is where you're going to make the most of your money. It's getting creative with certain deals, doing things like debt financing, right? Where you know, someone will either loan you the money or the seller will allow you to um, to finance the purchase of the home. They'll act like the bank and you pay them a loan over time, okay? Or doing something like equity financing where, you know, whether, the, whether it's the seller or whether it's, you know, a private lender holds a portion of the equity um, and just kind of shares the performance of that property with you, Okay. Um, you know, these types of methods are going to be a lot more prevalent for those really savvy, really educated investors out there. And I think that's where they're going to make their best deals moving forward. Okay. Another thing that you can do is auctions. Okay. Auctions are another good tool. Um, I personally have not done the auction space yet, but I do know a couple investors in my local area that do that absolutely love it. Um, a lot of times with auctions, you'll have to come with cash. Okay. So it's, it's good for you if you're, you know, if you're a savvy investor and you're looking to, to, uh, find financing out there, it's good to have a couple buyers in your pocket that you know are going to help you uh, close quick when it comes to the auction space. Um, I do not believe financing is available for most auctions for some, I know it is, but for, um, but for most, it's not most it's, it's those cash buyers that have money. Now, when I say cash buyer, I don't mean you have to have like $60,000 sitting in, you know, some briefcase under your bed and it's cash. No, I mean like you just have quick access to money as in, you know, you close in like five days, 10 days, and you can just wire deposit 30,000, 60,000 or however much, you know, money um, straight to the seller and, you know, be done with it, be done with the transaction. Okay. Um, so yeah, so those are, those are good ones. And then also, uh, the last little space that you can find a good deal are of course houses that have been on the market for a long period of time. All right. I can't stress enough the, the fact that if you're looking on Zillow and you've seen a house that's been on the market for over a hundred days, um, usually this means two things, okay? For sites like Zillow or like Redfin or, um, you know, Realtor.com, whatever, right? Um, there's a chance that it could not be update, 
uh, uh, updated, I'm sorry, uh, up to date. So you can talk to your realtor uh, that you're working with and just have them search the MLS and see if that listing is still active. If it is, and it has been on the market for that long, make an offer, okay? Just make an offer. It can be the lowest offer imaginable. You can you can offer like half price. Now, I, I really don't encourage people to lowball. Um, and and if you're not familiar with that term, lowballing just means you know offering like I don't know pennies to whatever the the, the purchase price is. Let's say let's say if someone's you know trying to sell their home for two hundred fifty thousand, you offer them a hundred and fifty thousand. Right? That's kind of a lowball deal. Um, but at the same time, if their house has been on the market for, you know, a hundred days and no one is biting, I mean, any offer is better than nothing, right? Even if it is a lowball offer, you know, at least it's something that they can go and counter. You see what I mean? And they may, you know, not even entertain it. But at the same time, you never know unless you ask, right? And you can and you can come in, right? If you don't want to be, you know, if, if you're a little bit worried about that and you really want that deal, I mean, you could go in and you can say, hey, uh, talk to your realtor, put in the the soft offer, right? Instead of making a hard offer through um, through paper, just make a soft offer and say, hey, reach out to the listing agent and ask them what they would think about this price. Right. And you can tell them I'm willing to negotiate up. But, you know, what do they think about this price? I am a serious buyer, blah, blah, blah. I noticed that the house has been on the market and I'm trying to gauge how motivated that seller is to sell. Okay. Now, if you are ruthless and you don't really care, don't even say any of that, right? Just be like, yeah, this is my price. This is, this is my price. And put it, put, put it on a hard offer and on paper. Because sometimes putting in a, a formal offer on paper is enough to make the uh, seller think that you're, know that you're serious, especially with an earnest money deposit that you know, holds some weight, okay? So if, you, uh, so if you find some deals like that that have been on the market for a long time, do not, do not... Uh, come in and offer them the asking price. Just don't, okay? Even if even if you know already know that it's under market value, doesn't matter. Get, go like ten thousand or five thousand lower. See if you can get a better deal, okay? Um, anyway, that's just you know a little little trick that I, I hope that you guys use out there uh, because it can really help you get a good deal, okay? So anyway, so we've got mortgage rates that are continuing to rise, okay? We've got. Uh, millennials, right? Generations that are looking, that are getting into the prime of buying a house, even though these mortgage rates are increasing, right? We we're going to start seeing them continue to buy, which means that the prices aren't necessarily going to come down just yet. Okay, um, if right, my my prediction is if millennials choose to not buy and they choose to continue to rent like they've like they have done historically too um, then you're going to start to see prices drop because you know folks are going to be looking to sell right again you've got the baby boomers that are getting you know well into their retirement age and they're going to start getting really old so they need to sell their assets and then you've got the gen xers that are you know that are getting to that prime retirement age and, and they're looking to sell, but they're not necessarily, you know, uh, they're not necessarily in a rush to sell. That makes sense. So, um, so keep that in mind. But, um, but yeah. So, 
<laughs> I mean, like I said, it, I think we're hitting hitting a downturn uh, based on what I'm seeing, based on uh, on what I'm hearing and talking to a lot of investors. Um, uh, this this could get really interesting, guys, for the next couple of years. So it is very crucial that you educate yourself, and also very crucial that you stay connected, okay, with other folks. So one of the things that we stress highly on this podcast on our brand is education, network, and action, right? Educate yourself as much as you can. You expand your network as much as you can, right? So you can uh, find good deals. You can find good partners to bounce certain things off of, running numbers, all that jazz. And then taking action because you're only going to learn, right, unless you take that action, Um you know, we are not saying just take blind action, of course, right? You want to educate yourself and you want to build your network, but you got to, you got to start somewhere, right? And even those who started at the height of the market uh, collapse, you know, before still, I mean, look at, look at where they've come. I mean, folks like Buddy Rushing, you know, an amazing guy we brought on here who had an incredible story about how his first purchase was right at the height of of the market class. I think it was, he said it was like the next day or the next month he lost like a hundred thousand dollars in his home. Isn't that crazy? But I mean, it is, it just is what it is, right? I mean, this is stuff that happens, but it's not something that can cripple you. It's something that'll make you stronger. Okay. So life's, you know, in all, in life, you know, we already know, we, we all know, I don't have to tell you guys this, you've been in the military, or you are in the military, you know, that sometimes, you know, stuff will hit the fan, okay, <laughs> but you got to be able to bounce back, you got to be able to be resilient. And you have to have, you know, good procedures in place, you know, to to handle those what ifs, right? ORM, Operational Risk Management. I mean, it's something that we stress, but it's also something that we can apply to our life. And if you apply it to your investing life, you will be successful. Guarantee you. All right? All right, all right, guys. That's going to do it. Thank you so much again for all of your support for this past year. It has been such a blessing, and I'm wishing you guys many blessings in the 2019 year. If you haven't subscribed to our channel yet, make sure you go out and you subscribe. We've got some big things coming up for 2019, and we've also taken a lot of your feedback, and we're going to implement it. We're going to bring on more guests that are professionals in the lending realm, in the property management realm, and etc. In the construction, we are going to try and deep dive some of these questions that you guys have had and get you the answers to what you're looking for. Also, it's 2019. What are your goals? I want to hear them. If you haven't scheduled a call with me yet, you're wrong. Make sure you go out to www.activitypassiveincome.com or just text ADPI to 444-999. Schedule your call with me and let's start making some actionable steps to help you accomplish and reach those goals. Later.